Hello, fellow TV addicts. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie, and welcome to Headbingers in Charge. The time has come. It is now officially Binger Game season. Wow. We made it. Can you believe it? I can't because it uh it feels like it's been forever. It really does, doesn't it? It's it's been a while since our last Binger Games. We took some uh time to um listen to your feedback like we told you all already and make adjustments and the Binger Games are back and as I've said already, I think better than ever, Mackenzie. We will find that out, I guess. Yeah, we're going to get started here. As you may already know, this season's theme is sitcoms. So we have six pre-drafted sitcoms going head to head to head to head to head. I think they get the point, Court. Yeah, you're probably right. We're going to be kicking off this season by talking about a show that I was excited to start. And it's uh, Friends with College. Friends with College? Is that what I said? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Friends from college? Yeah, the Netflix show Friends from College. (laughs) And we watched the entire first season. So if you haven't, now is the time to pause this podcast, watch it, and then come back to us. Because the spring 2022 Binger Games start now. Ken's? Go ahead and hit that spoiler alert button. All right, so do we want to just start with discussing season one? What happened? Yeah, let's uh, talk about some of the biggest moments from season one. So basically, the premise of the show is, and you can correct me where I'm wrong, because I tend not to pay a lot of attention, but... um, There's six main friends that all went to Harvard together back in college. And now they are well out of college. Some of them married, some of them, you know, engaged and, you know, basically full-grown adults now. And um, they're all living in the same city again, the same area. And so it's just, you know, it's about a group of adults who are still living in the glory days, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, hanging out with their old college buddies still, and uh, sometimes it uh, it pulls out the worst in them. I've noticed some of them. Yeah, the show gets a little messy. Um, very messy. I mean, the very first episode, very first scene, we learn that one of the main characters, Ethan, is uh, having an affair. He's married to Sam. No, he's married to Lisa. No, I'm sorry. He's married to Lisa, but he's having an affair with Sam, who he used to date back in college. Mm Mm-hmm. Messy stuff, Mackenzie. Messy stuff. Very messy. Um, What was kind of weird to me was they start the show by having Ethan and Lisa move to New York. So everybody else already lives in New York. So I, I wonder what the dynamic was before they moved like was everybody still talking to each other yeah well i'm sure they stayed in touch at least a little bit but they probably like only saw each other at like you know big 
events, I guess. Um, but, yeah, Ethan and Sam have had this ongoing affair, like, since college, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they said. On and off since college. Which is wild, because, like, I don't know about you, but it makes me not like Ethan's character. I agree. I'm not not really a fan of Ethan. Um, or Sam. She's married, too. Yeah, Sam has a husband and children. Um, Dr. Tom Karasik. Dr. Tom Karasik. <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, what's the surgeon doing on this show? Um, but yeah, she's married and uh, Ethan's married and him and Lisa are trying to have children and not having much success. And I thought when that was when that was brought up in the first episode or two, I was like, oh man, he's going to get Sam pregnant and that's going to be like a thing. But that hasn't happened, at least yeah. not yet that we know of. <laughs> but yeah, things get messy. Ethan and Sam are always sneaking around and having sex behind their spouse's backs. I feel like the first two episodes, the first couple episodes very heavily focus on that and the rest of them so there's Nick who kind of back burner character at first um him and Lisa used to date a little bit in college. Yeah, we didn't find out that until closer to the end and it's funny like episode 1 I kind of caught a little vibe between them. I was like, "Oh, I was mad at I was mad at Ethan because, you know, he was cheating on Lisa and I was like, "Oh, Lisa should just go out with Nick." And then we found out later that they actually did used to date. Yeah, and Nick is a bit of a womanizer. That's kind of his character. Uh, but that's all we really know about Nick, at least in in my notes. That's all I have. Yeah, I, I kind of wrote down that it seemed like Nick and also Marianne were kind of like, you said before, backburner. Like, we don't know much about those two. I think it was very focused on, honestly, Ethan. It mm-hmm. seems like the main character to me. Yeah, and Marianne, again, another back burner character. She, all we know about her is that she has a bunny. And <laughs> that poor she's bunny. Like, and <laughs> that poor bunny. She's an actor and she does like community theater and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's trying to make it a profession. Um, but they're always, you know, it's it's a sitcom, it's a comedy, so they're always doing these like wild and crazy plays like they you know they're doing a production of Annie but Annie is played by a 70 year old guy and Daddy Warbucks is played by like a 12 year old girl like it's yeah (laughs) they're always trying to make jokes out of it which is kind of funny but um yeah they go see one of Marianne's plays and uh Ethan is tasked with taking her bunny to the vet Mm -hmm. um because they're, they're sleeping on her couch. They're crashing on her couch, right? Because they don't have anywhere to live right now. Um, and basically him and Sam are is having their affair and something happens and the bunny, they think they kill the bunny. <laughs> Wasn't it like a car bunny, accident? Like, flies and hits the windshield. <laughs> yeah. She like has to slam on her brakes and the bunny like hits the windshield and they're like, oh my God, the bunny's dead. So they bury the bunny in Sam's, like, it's basically like a summer home. It's like a second home Mm -hmm. um, in her backyard, and they just buy another bunny. (laughs) 
and put mascara on it to look like her bunny. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a funny bit, but a, a funny bunny bit. <laughs> a funny bit. I said a funny bunny bit. <laughs> a bunny bit. <laughs> Honestly, Ken's you might be funnier than the show. I might be. <laughs> you might um <laughs> but yeah that was a a big a, a, i would say a pretty big moment because that comes back later where uh we find out that the real bunny the first bunny is still alive and just wandering around in Sam's yard you know it's funny that that is one of the major moments of the show <laughs> that the bunny is still alive <laughs> Don't fret, animal lovers. The bunny is still alive. The bunny might be my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, really. Why can't I remember the bunny's name? I can't either. Oh, darn. Oh, well. That's all right. Um, We'll make sure we know it for the finale. Um, But another big moment. Ethan and Lisa start IVF. Because... Um, Something's going on with one of them or both of them, and they're just not able, essentially, to have children. So they're trying IBF and, uh, IBF, IFB, <laughs> oh my gosh, IFV, <laughs> IVF. I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic, everyone. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> In vitro fertility. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> yes, they're starting in vitro fertility. <laughs> fertility <laughs> just stop talking he can't speak yeah i'm done they're they're trying to have kids a way that's not the natural way <laughs> and uh that was actually one of my favorite bits in the show was uh they have to they have to do sam sam i keep saying sam they have to do lisa's needles at like a specific time and they uh they miss, they drop one of the vials and so they have to go get a new one and they like throw a chair through a pharmacy window and like it's like this whole big ordeal. Obviously very, you know, dramatic and over the top. Um, but very funny. They, uh, another, sorry, another back burner character we haven't mentioned yet is Max. Mm -hmm. Um, Max is gay. He is dating Felix. I thought they were married, but I guess they're just dating um, I think because they they broke up at the end there. Yeah, I thought they might be engaged, but I could be wrong. Okay, I was gonna say if if they were married, it wouldn't have been that casual. Like, oh, we're broken up now. Like, yeah, it was very like, yeah. But um, Max also kind of a secondary character. He's kind of Ethan's boss. He works for like a publishing company, and Ethan is an author, so. Mm -hmm. Ethan writes, and it seems like Max is, like, his agent almost. Um, so they're working on a book together. Ethan had, like, a a hit top-selling novel a couple years ago, but now they want him to get into uh, young adult novels. Mm -hmm. So Max has convinced him to write about werewolves, and they do a wolf trials book, and then... We find out in the last episode that Wolf Trials is already a book that's like <laughs> already been greenlit and has been brought up in every single meeting, but Max was too 
head over heels in love with uh, Felix to pay any attention at work. So. Yeah, which seems really silly. <laughs> that he it does seem very silly. Like he didn't hear it one time. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, sometimes when you're that into like your phone and like, you know, he's very, he's very, he seems to be the codependent type in a relationship. Like he's very dependent on whoever he's with. Because it seemed, I mean, he was just sending a lot of text messages like, are you okay? What's going on? How's your day? And it's like, Felix was not responding. And so he was just, he was just out of it, I guess. Very relatable. I mean, we've all looked down at our phones and then missed something in class or at a meeting and the boss is like, oh, do you agree? Yeah, but they said that they've been talking about it for nine months. <laughs> Very <laughs> like, true. Very true. I guess he's uh, not paying as much attention to work as he thinks. Um, that leads to one of my favorite moments, was, which was the wine tasting trip. Yeah. That Ethan planned. I think that was probably my favorite episode. Um, nothing like crazy happened, but it just seemed like something realistic that a group of friends would actually go do. And I liked when they all bought the matching wine shirts. Yeah, that was cute. I thought that was they funny. They like walked off the bus like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing? Walking in slow motion. And they were all going to McDonald's. Oh, it just seemed like a something realistic in this show where a lot of unrealistic stuff happens definitely and of course you know because it's a sitcom they take the comedy kind of over the top and they start giving their driver you know bottles of glasses of wine and he ends up being too drunk to drive so marianne has to drive and it's you know mm -hmm. like a whole funny bit um ethan basically plans this trip because um him and lisa have an unsuccessful attempt i won't try to pronounce it again or say it again <laughs> they have an unsuccessful attempt and she was just kind of been down and so he wanted to plan a trip to make her happy which sounds nice out of context but in reality i just feel like he's greatly overcompensating for the fact that he feels guilty about cheating on her mm -hmm. um which sam sees a therapist and every therapy session she's like oh i'm I'm cutting it off with Ethan, and then she never does. So Yeah, I like the therapist kind of like roasts her too. <laughs> I like the therapist. Yeah, the therapist is fun. Um, but after the wine tasting trip, it goes into one of my favorite episodes, which was the college friend's wedding. They all had a wedding to go to. Um, mm -hmm. And we get to see a little bit of fun Ethan, <laughs> who is basically just... Ethan drinking a lot and trying really hard to impress Sam, mm -hmm. which is like awkward because his wife is also there. You got some Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen, the party dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Max goes up and gives this really funny wedding speech that might have been one of my favorite moments, to be honest. I thought it was funny. Um. He was like, Orange is the new bridesmaid, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. It's funny stuff. Um, but a lot of messy stuff happens there because uh, there's some tension between Ethan and Lisa. 
because they were supposed to meet up one night and they both essentially canceled on each other, but then both got mad at each other. And Lisa was kind of being a little flirty with the party dog, Seth Rogen's character, whatever his real name is, who knows. That wasn't, um, Um, Sam was being flirty. Oh my gosh. You gotta stop, you're confusing me. (laughs) Sam and Lisa look exactly the same to me. They don't even look the same. Brunette white women. I don't know. They just they look the same. Um, no, they don't really. I'm just confused because Ethan is with both of them. I feel like that couple. I'm like, well, whichever one is your wife, yeah, you should bring her with you. Um, but yeah, Ethan and Lisa. No, Ethan and Sam get into a bit of a heated argument, and they end up kissing. And the couple that was sitting at their table, like a random couple, ends up walking up on them kissing. And they're like, oh, you should bring your wife. And then Lisa walks up and Ethan's all like, oh, here's my wife right here. This is my wife. And they're like, well, whichever one's your wife, you should bring them with you. Mm-hmm. And that's when Lisa first gets sus. The feeling. She gets, yeah, she gets a little sus. And um, they... Lisa and Sam kind of have a moment in the bathroom where they're like, it was a pretty heated moment. I think so. You know, where uh, Sam is talking about like, well, he, you know, knew what he wanted and he went for it. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. And Lisa's all like, yeah, but that's, you know, he's a bad person for cheating and like just a heated conversation where they were both kind of dancing around like a, do you know? Do you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wild stuff, Ken's. Yeah. It um it did the the last couple episodes were more interesting to me, I I think. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And that kind of planted the seed in Lisa's head, which led to the next episode. Yep. Yeah, when she went on her work trip, which we haven't talked about her work at all. She filled with a bunch of Oh my gosh. Dudes. Whenever <laughs> She is in that office, and those guys are being the way that they are. I want to punch the television. Mm-hmm. I am going to go on record and say this out loud, and it's going to live on the internet forever, and I don't care. I hate men. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, like, like, why? Why are you like this? Why? They're so gross. And they think they're funny. And they're just not. I mean, you know, not all men, but like them. Mm-hmm. Most men. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she goes to the Cayman Islands mm-hmm. with work. Yeah. And uh, I, a, lot, a lot of stuff goes down. I thought it was funny um, how she had... She kind of planned it out where she emailed all the friends, invited them all, knowing that they would say no, just so she could have an excuse that Nick was coming. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't talk about the um, the episode where Lisa and Nick kind of hung out. They went to, like, the bar, and then I think it was the night of Marianne's play, because then they showed up in, like, costumes and stuff. Yes. And I, I liked that a lot. I thought, you know, they were good for each other, and they were kind of... Helping each other through some stuff. Definitely. And they had a couple moments at the wedding, too. Mm-hmm. Because Ethan was too busy off 
dealing with Sam and being jealous that the party dog was flirting with Sam and yep. he does not hide jealousy well. I don't know how Lisa doesn't know. Yeah, I was I was kind of um not that it's Lisa's fault, but excited for Lisa and Nick, honestly. Yeah, that's the thing is like the whole cheating thing makes me hate Ethan. But, like, I just want good things for Lisa, you know? Like, it's not like I want Ethan and Lisa to be okay. Like, I just want... I want Lisa to be happy. And if Nick is that answer, like, I'm so down for that. They seem very cute and they vibe together. Me too. I, I kind of... I didn't want her to cheat mm-hmm. on Ethan, too. Um, Like, I, I just wanted her and Ethan to break up before her and Nick did anything. But, But, unfortunately, that does not happen. And her and Nick have a lot of sex yeah eight hours worth apparently mm-hmm. which good for him I, I hear that's difficult for for men so good for him <laughs> um and she like immediately regrets it yeah it was kind of sad how you know she ended up hurting herself in the gym and going to the hospital and and he showed up and he was kind of excited and she was just like oh this shouldn't have happened and you saw how like sad he was. I was like, oh. right, like you could tell that he wants to be with her, and then she was like, "This was a mistake. I shouldn't have done this." And he was just kind of at that point, he was like, "Oh, well, fuck this. I'm leaving." Classic TV moment, right? Mm-hmm. Classic, classic, and that all leads us up to the last episode, which was Sam's fortieth birthday. Sam's fortieth birthday party. Sam, again, like, well, her and Ethan are kind of in a rocky, at a rocky point because Lisa calls Ethan and says, we need to talk when I get home. And Ethan's like, she knows. So like, I'm going to tell her first before she tells me. Mm -hmm. And Sam is all like, do not, you're going to ruin my marriage with, you know, and my family and my children, like, do not. And like. No offense, girly, but, like, you ruined that the moment that you decided to cheat. But, yep, you know. And it's it's a, it's a thing where, like, I'm sure, I mean, Ethan and Sam are, are good people. They're decent people. They just married the wrong people. And it's like, that's fine, but, like, just be honest with them. Don't cheat on them, you know? like Yeah, I, um, I kind of, when I had the episode, I think it was this, the episode where Lisa and Nick went on the trip to the Grand Cayman, Ethan and Sam went up to Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked learning about, you know, their relationship prior. And they, I thought they were kind of cute there. And I was like, I wish they would have just did that from the beginning and not involved Lisa. But. Right. And we find out that Nick is actually engaged to some girl who looks like she's 15, but Mm -hmm. that's besides the point. Um, So it's like they're getting these other people involved and like hurting them, you know, for no reason. When in reality, it would just be much easier to have a conversation than, you know, all these secrets and all this hiding. And, you know, like Sam said, they've been stopped by the cops. (laughs) more times in the you know because of the affair than she has in her whole life so Mm -hmm. um it's just i don't know it's all about honesty i'm all about honesty but you know sam's 40th 
birthday ends up getting, again, pretty big and dramatic and over the top. All these crazy things are happening. Marianne finds out about the bunny, that the bunny is... <laughs> the bunny is alive. And she's like, so this means you two are still having an affair. And Ethan's like, how does she know that we're having an affair? And he's like, I need to tell... Uh, I need to tell Lisa. And Lisa's telling Nick that she's going to tell Ethan and Nick doesn't want her to tell. Lot going on, lot to follow. And poor Max is just, uh, him and Felix are broken up and kind of crushing on Ethan, honestly. A little, a little subtly in the background. Mm-hmm. But he's just along for the ride in this episode, really. Um, That's what I'm saying. We didn't, we didn't really learn too much about a lot of the other characters. I know, and I wonder if that changes, if the dynamic changes, because I think the first season is a lot about the affair, because that's the big drama. But like next season, maybe there's more big drama. I don't know. I don't know either. We should um, maybe watch like the trailer for season two or something. Yeah, definitely. Just to see what it, season two is supposed to be. Definitely. There's a, a lot that gets unveiled unveiled during that last episode. Again, we find out about the bunny. Lisa ends up telling Ethan and the whole entire party that she slept with Nick. Which causes Nick's fiance to leave the ring and walk out. And Ethan doesn't say anything. Like an idiot. I mean, like, if you're going to cheat and lie, at least be good at it. You know, he's like, oh, I forgive you. Like, no problem. Like, I forgive you. And I think the moment he said that, it solidified it for her. Like, she knew. She's like, oh, he's cheating on me, too. That's why he's okay with it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it ends, I think, with her saying, I think we need to take a break. Right? Yep. And then, boom. End of season one. Car in the pool. <laughs> car in the pool. Marianne was teaching the kids how to drive and the car ends up in the pool. <laughs> Again, it's one of those like over the top, like only in a sitcom would this fly, you know? Yeah. Very much so. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the the elongated recap of season one. We're going to talk about what we think of season one in regards to the scorecard pretty soon here um, without going too much into the scorecard giving you guys our uh, our answers yep but uh before we do that I uh, I came across a little meme on the interweb fun we love internet memes mm-hmm and it was very on brand for this season of the binger games it was how a sitcom is constructed and apparently there's five things that a sitcom needs mainly like five people and uh, i'm going to check the validity of this this claim okay is that a challenge it's a challenge yeah i'm going to challenge whoever made this meme i don't know who made it Okay, bet. Let's see. All right. So, number one, for a sitcom, you need a, a hopeless romantic looking for love. Number two, a hot female lead. Okay. 
Number three, wifey material female lead. Okay. Number four, a friend or friends with absurd and weird ideas. Okay. And number five, a wholesome and soft... No, that's not what it says. A wholesome (laughs) and cute softie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see the meme now and I see... In this one, they're applying it to the Friends characters and to the How I Met Your Mother cast. Okay. Yeah, I think... Let's see. If I were to make this meme about Friends from College, I would say Ethan is probably... hmm, Yeah, I would say Ethan is probably the hopeless romantic looking for love, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like he does have that with Sam. He just has to be sneaky about it because he won't be honest with his wife. Hot female lead, probably Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets a lot of screen time. Wifey. Wifey material female lead would probably be Lisa. Lisa. Like they make her out to look like the... Oh, we feel so 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 bad for Lisa. Like even when she cheats, we're kind of like, oh well, it's only because Ethan cheated. So like, she's the one that like we feel bad for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, friends with absurd and weird ideas. Marianne, I feel like that's definitely Marianne. Mm-hmm. She's the Phoebe for sure. And then I would probably say Nick. Yeah. Just because he gives me Joey vibes, the way he's like a womanizer and just kind of there in the background sometimes. Right. And then that would leave the wholesome and cute softy to be Max, Max, which I would Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it kind of applies here, Ken's. I agree and I I agree with each person that you said. Really? We're on the same page? We are. Um we should uh continue to test this theory on each of our sitcoms. I think it'd be fun. Oh yeah, definitely. That sounds like a fun fun little game for in between every every uh episode here in the segments so yeah should definitely do that but for now it's time to move on to discussing the scorecard a little bit here so uh as we've told you all multiple times we did revamp the binger games uh, a lot this season but the scorecard did not change. We kept all the same categories. We really liked the scorecard, the way it, it went, and the way everything... Uh, the scores kind of seemed fair to us after every episode or every season, whatever. Um, so we kept it the same. Uh, if you guys have opinions on the scorecard, we'd love to hear them. But uh, until then, we've got the same scorecard, Ken. So let's go through and bring up some points and... See what we thought. Yeah. First up, as always, is visual appeal. Um, being set in New York, it's kind of not necessarily easy, but, you know, just the general cityscape looked legit to me. Um, in terms of, like, special effects, I think the car going into the pool looked pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. In terms of costumes like their clothes all looked normal they didn't look out of place agreed everything looked i think like it was supposed to look you know like even when they went back up to to harvard like it looked like a cute little college city town and 
Mm-hmm. Like you said, special effects. Like there was the guy that did the flaming bow and arrow even like that. Yeah. Looked pretty cool. I think costumes looked the way they were supposed to look. I don't, I wouldn't say that there was anything like extraordinary about the visual appeal, but everything looked in place to me, if that makes sense. I completely agree. What about um, true to genre? As we know, the genre here is sitcom. So did you get a sitcom feel, Kent? I did. Um, Most sitcoms are generally about a group of friends, which this was. Um, You know, it has the classic sitcom comedy, which isn't always what I find funny. Um, It's funny, my favorite show is a sitcom, but, like, I don't like most other sitcoms. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it's just because it's, I've been watching Friends so long, it's like I'm in on the joke, it's like an inside joke. But, like, I didn't really laugh too much with this show, unfortunately. I also feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Friends relies very heavily on, like, the writing to give you the joke and less like the I mean sure there's there are some over the top moments like Ross screaming pivot down the staircase is one of those like over the top moments but for the most part it's a lot of just like Chandler's jokes or you know Rachel's comebacks or like there's just these like well written jokes just like in there and of course you know some of the jokes are outdated but you know at the time very like mm-hmm. top tier comedy um whereas i feel like this show in particular was a lot about the like well that's very dramatic and over the top like you know like i said the whole like oh well we're doing this marianne's in this play but it's gender bending and like she's playing a guy and you know she's doing like that sex scene where she's just like staring ethan in the face which like, yeah kind of funny but like also like kind of weird like just too over the top you know like right i don't know i feel like for that type of comedy to fly you have to like love the characters too like i love the friends characters like even ross who's annoying the and obviously the most hated of the bunch like i would still like i don't know i'd have his back you know like mm-hmm. you gotta love the characters for moments like that to just like make you laugh without thinking yeah, with friends, with the friends characters, it's not like which one you you don't like the most. It's which one you like love the least. Exactly. Whereas like with this show, I'm I'd have trouble saying like which one I like the most, honestly. Yeah, and I know that you know they gotta they I guess had to make some sort of drama to hook you in, but I I still think like starting off with Ethan and Sam having an affair, like with a like against another main character i think is the thing you know because honestly i don't we didn't even mention him i don't feel so bad for sam's husband we keep mentioning like oh i feel so bad for lisa i feel so bad for lisa because again she's another main player and we care about her whereas you know sam's husband is kind of like oh we haven't even mentioned that we care that you know he's also being affected in this right yeah that's true you know so it's one of those things where like I mean, sure, the Friends characters, they made mistakes and they've, you know, cheated on people, but it was, you know, always people we, like, didn't really care for, with the exception of, you know, Ross and Rachel and were they on a break or not, but we won't get into that. All right. 
So, but anyway, going back to the, the true genre, I would agree with you that I didn't laugh as much as I thought I was going to for a sitcom. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, it, it did, did still feel like a sitcom, but. Right. The vibes of the sitcom were there, but you have to remember, like, the com comes from the word comedy. So, like, Does it? Oh, shit. There was a couple times. A couple times they got me. I laughed a couple times. But uh, not as much as I was hoping. What does the sit stand for? I don't really know. You, you sit and you watch the comedy. A situational comedy? Maybe. Well... I'll do some research, Kens, and I'll bring that to the next episode. We'll we'll discuss the origin of the word sitcom. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but that's a good segue into likable characters, mm-hmm. since we uh, discussed that <laughs> a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like, if I had to say a, a favorite character out of the main six. It'd probably be one of the backburner characters, like Marianne or Nick, honestly. Hmm, interesting. I was going to say, I'm kind of teetering between like a Nick, Max, and like sometimes Lisa vibe. Yeah. Marianne doesn't do much for me right now. I think she has potential, but... She doesn't for me either, but I think that's kind of why I like her, because there's nothing for me not to like, not like about her. You know what I'm saying? Very true. See, I don't know why, but I remember... Well, actually, I remember why. Nick kind of rubbed me wrong, the wrong way in, like, the Ooh. first... <laughs> Nick kind of rubbed you wrong. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> he kind of rubbed me the wrong way in the very first episode. I think it's because he said the R word. Mm, and I was, yeah. like, right off the bat. I was like, really? It's, like, it's 2022, and, like, I don't know. I, like, personally, if I were an actor, I'd be like, I'm not saying that, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, the show didn't come out in 2022, but it was still very recent. Exactly. It's like a newer show. I think it was like 2018 or something like that. So it's not acceptable. I agree. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, which I mean, I know it wasn't his character that wrote it, but he said it. So rubbed me the wrong way. But then I found him a little redeemable. Like, again, like you said, when he showed up at the hospital and like wanted to take care of Lisa and then, you know. He essentially got his, not heartbroken, but, you know, he was a little butthurt when she kind of called him, like, a side piece. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad for him, you know? Um. And Max, I just think, is just like, I don't know, he's just kind of there. He's cute and funny. It's and funny, he is kind of, when you said that Nick kind of gave you Joey vibes, I was like, after you said that, I I was like, yeah, he is. And Joey's my favorite friend's character. And Nick is, you know, like I said, probably my favorite character in the show. I got like a trend mm-hmm. here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's like, like we said, there's that parallel, right? Where like Ethan's the Ross and, you know, Sam is the Rachel and like whatever. Um, but I think what they're missing there is, like, Max is supposed to be, like, the Chandler, like, the lovable, soft character. But he's definitely not as funny as Chandler. Like, Chandler had the jokes. Mm-hmm. You know? So they really got to pick up on that. But I think, are the characters likable? I don't know. Do they have depth? Some of them. 
Mm-hmm. Some of them have some depth, especially like you said, when we got to learn a little more about Sam and Ethan's relationship in the past. That felt nice. And we get to know Sam's family a lot. So there's some depth there. And we get to hear her talk to her therapist. So there's some depth there. But like, I don't know shit about Marianne. I mean, we learned that she doesn't want to get married. Yeah, apparently she has a boyfriend too, which we didn't really know. Right, a long distance boyfriend that, that you know she only sees a couple times a year. It sounds like. Sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> sounds nice for you, right? I wouldn't survive to be honest. Um, but since we're talking about Marianne, let's talk about acting. Oh, good segue. Well, this actress herself. Thank you. Um, there's no scene that like sticks out to me where I was like, oh man, that was good acting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was average for me. I agree. I mean, you know, the lines that are supposed to be funny, they deliver them right. Like, you know, when they're angry, I can tell they're angry. When they're sad, I can tell they're sad, you know. But like, like you said, there's no like, I don't know, Emmy award winning performances or Grammy award winning performances. I don't know. And I think that has to do with the next category, which is character chemistry, because I think that's what is lacking. I don't think the cast has good chemistry. I would agree. I think while I kind of, I think the only soft spot I have is for that little bit of chemistry between Nick and Lisa. And there's like Mm -hmm. barely chemistry between Ethan and Sam. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, the six of them together, like, I don't know. They don't interact like they've known each other for as long as they've known each other. Right. They don't seem like a group of friends, <laughs> honestly. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, when I don't, we keep comparing them to friends, but when friends starts, they're all just kind of like, sure, Monica and Rachel knew each other back in high school, but, like, people change after high school. And, you know, they're all just kind of like, newish friends and they build the friendship whereas this show kind of sets themselves up for failure because they're supposed to have been friends for you know 10 plus years and it's just like i don't know it just doesn't seem like it's there at least in my opinion yeah i agree especially because it's so heavily written into the script that you know like felix always says like you're a different person around them and you're always trying to impress them and you know, uh, Sam's husband kind of talks about that a lot too, about how like they're always trying to like one up each other and like that's written into it, but like I don't feel it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And you don't really see it either. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I kind of, I wish they would, um, maybe do like flashbacks of them in college just to see. There you go. What they were like in college. There you go. Yeah. I kind of liked when, uh, Max showed the uh, Ethan's book and we got to see like the picture of him like in college, like with all his hair. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I was kind of like, oh, that's what he looked like in college. Like we got a little bit of insight, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I don't think the chemistry is there. What do you think about the bingeability though? Um, it's, it is easy to watch sitcoms because of, you know, how short they are. And this was only, what, 10 episodes or 8? It was 8. So it was quick. I was able to binge it, but 
if I didn't have to, I don't know that I would have. Honestly. Um, so I was really interested in the idea. Like it sounded really good, but they didn't deliver for me. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like literally exactly what you just said. Like the fact that it's so short makes it bingeable. Like it's definitely one of those shows like we talked about a lot last season. I would put it on and make my pancakes in the morning or, you know, fold my laundry and stuff. And it's easy to get through and it's quick. You could probably finish however many seasons are out in a couple days. Um, the interesting is where they they get me. Is it interesting slash bingeable? Bingeable, yes. Interesting, eh. I really didn't find myself like, oh my gosh, I I want to watch the next one until that last episode. Mm-hmm. That last episode did kind of leave me like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. But I'm still, honestly, probably not going to watch the next season. I think yeah, there's a lot of potential and the show has potential, but I don't know if they can deliver it. I'm, I'd kind of be curious to see what happens in season two. That's I wouldn't be opposed to checking out the trailer and then saying, hmm, maybe I would watch it or maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. Especially because, you know, things like the character chemistry can come with them like getting to know each other more and things like that. So that that could, you know, come and maybe we'll get more depth so they'll be more likable. Like it's it's possible. I mean, I don't think season one of Friends was the best season. So, you know, it's... No, usually the first show, the first season is, the first season of any show is usually one of the worst. Yeah. Unless they go on too long, like Riverdale. <laughs> Yikes. Don't talk about Riverdale like that. Good plug for the for the new season. I just looked on the DVR. I have like 17 episodes behind. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I do want to catch up just um, to catch up, but th- they're going too long. Come on. Yeah, I do agree with that, and I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty big Riverdale Riverdale stan. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the emotional appeal. Did it make you feel something? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I got angry and annoyed with Lisa's coworkers. Um, angry and annoyed with Ethan and Sam. And we already mentioned, you know, we've felt some empathy for Nick. So there was there was a little bit of feeling, but not the feelings I was expecting with the sitcom. I was expecting happy and funny. But Right. And I I agree with that. Isn't it sad that like we're watching a sitcom and the strongest feeling that we're feeling is anger? Mm-hmm. Because that's the first thing I was thinking too, was like, well, yeah, I felt really pissed off at that you know every time lisa's work was involved Mm -hmm. you know and like i don't know if the writers like actually think that that's like supposed to be funny and like maybe people do but like i don't know it just like i understand that they're trying to be funny but it to me it's just annoying because like men are really like this you know like i feel like they're trying to make a joke about like men that are like that but Men are like that, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I I get that a lot of it's very over the top, but I don't know. I feel like I wanted to laugh more, and instead I felt a lot of anger and, oh, poor Lisa, oh, poor Nick. 
Oh, poor Marianne's bunny. Like, you know. Which I, f- I looked up the name. It's Anastasia. Anastasia, yes. <laughs> <laughs> poor Anastasia. Poor Marianne's boyfriend who proposed and was told no. Aww. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Um, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it made me feel something, just probably not the things that I wanted to feel, Mackenzie. Which maybe makes it a little original. Good segue. <laughs> Good segue. Originality. Is it new? Is it exciting? I think it is new exciting the same thing with you know interesting slash bingeability um kind of yeah. i think they did have like a new idea taking old friends having them get back together um i don't know but not having the funny aspect is kind of new for a sitcom mm-hmm. did it work though meh I think they were trying to be funny, but they weren't funny. Yeah. I think they were really focusing on the drama to, like, hook people, which I think it only really worked, like I said, in the last episode. I was like, ugh. The tea was spilt. Now what? Um, but I feel like with a sitcom, you, you're you're supposed to hook people in with the laughter. Like, I didn't, you know, again, going back to Friends, I didn't watch season two of Friends because of the drama. I watched it because it was funny. Like, that's what got me on to season two, not, you know, because Monica was sleeping with whoever and Ross was doing whatever. Like, I don't care about all that. Maybe a little bit, and, you know, and as I started to like the characters more, I cared about more of that. But at first, it was just the laughs for me. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I would, I would, uh, I would agree with you where I'm just kind of like, meh. It's the idea is kind of original, but also kind of not. Like you said, group of friends just doing life together. Different group of friends than normal. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give them that. But yep, exactly. and it is nice to see. Personally, I don't watch a lot of like sitcoms that are like new, like literally new, like in terms of like the year. So that was kind of refreshing to see, like, you know gay people being like you know more involved and you know things like that wasn't really a thing in sitcoms back in like the 90s and stuff but now don't you talk about carol and susan (laughs) poor carol and susan hey lesbian wedding love to see it love to see it on tv that was probably like incredible in the 90s probably but probably a lot of people pissed about it too yeah but I want to know, Ken's overall. Obviously, you can't give me your score, but give me, give me, give me a one-word response. What did you think overall, the entire season? If I had to summarize my thoughts on this show in one word, I would say underwhelming. Underwhelming. Wow, she went with like a. Uh, I don't even know what do you call that like a scrabble word <laughs> jeez I was just gonna go with okay but like underwhelming is good <laughs> it's a good word right <laughs> it is it's a smart people word <laughs> that's funny um yeah 
I would agree with that. I know you were a little more excited about it than I was, so I, I maybe wouldn't use underwhelming, but I would go with okay or average. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, you know, when I saw it and like just based on the title, Friends from College, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's going to be about a group of friends from college. I didn't know at first like how far out of college they were. Um, right. And I thought it would be cool, you know, just recently out of college to see, oh, how's this group of college friends interact after college? Um, but it didn't live up to my expectations. Uh, but again, it's only season one. So I I hope, I think there's a season two. I'm pretty sure there is. I think it came up to watch more after I finished season one. Yeah, it did. I remember. That is all that we're giving you for now, Bingies. We're not going to reveal the final scores until our grand finale episode in a couple weeks. Next week, we'll be diving into our second Binger Game show, Search Party. Ooh. In this HBO Max show, the disappearance of a former college acquaintance leads several 20-somethings to get entangled in the mystery of how she went missing. I'm excited for this one, Ken's. I'm. Ho- I hope I'm not using the word underwhelming next week. I hope not either. This was uh, this was your pick here, so I know we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens, huh? Yeah. Well, keep an eye out on social media because all of you listeners still have a chance to influence the score and change the rankings entirely. That's true. The audience bonus is still in effect, so be ready to vote the week leading up to our grand finale, which will be released on May 18th. Wow. May 18th. What a beautiful day for a grand finale. (laughs) You think so? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the perfect date for a grand finale. Middle of May. Sounds like a Grey's Anatomy grand finale date. Right? Exactly. So, um... Yeah, like she said, the week before that, be ready. We're going to be posting all kinds of polls, and you guys will be able to make uh, make or break some of these probably, huh? Yep, the uh, the audience had a big poll in last year's Binger Games, so um, be sure to watch Season 1 of Search Party on HBO Max this week, and you can play along with us. Yeah, we have a link to our Binger Games bracket on all of our socials, so... Be sure to give us a follow. You can get a scorecard to print out and uh, follow along with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HeadBingersPod. All right, Bingers, thank you for listening. And as always, keep on binging. Go